fucking right. <laughs> yeah. Put the money in the bag, man. Put that over there. We got more to count. Too much if you ask me. Uh, I brought a whole boat of smoke. I'm riding high. My niggas with me. They down the ride. I got my change up. They looking like they surprised. Got niggas hating on me hard because my paper ride. Money from the flow. Way up to the sky. Now they want to know. And they wonder why. I got my wings when I was I like young. I saw so that shit. You maybe took it in the kitchen when you were watching it. They saying it's all beside. And I'm killing them. It's all beside. Yeah, yeah. Yo, Cole album. Number 14. I've been under a rock, bro. Yeah. Well, he just announced it. Yeah, he literally. Like, maybe, what? Like, four hours ago or some shit like that? Because I saw the mute, actually. That's cool. Because the visuals, though. Yeah, that was actually. You should just put on Omni Man beating the fuck out of niggas for real in the background. Yo. Did you see that? Bro, the train. Yo, he held his head out, bro. It was, it was like eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> I was sitting there, with my my jaw just dropped, like, bro, it was crazy, son. That that episode, that entire episode, it was wild. <laughs> it's just start to finish. To give y'all a visual, this motherfucker takes some dude's head, like he he like. Bashes him straight down through under. Not some dude, his son. Oh, it's his son. Yes. I don't. I, see, I don't watch the show. Oh my god. I don't missing. even watch the show, so like I need to get into it. But I saw the clip. Yeah, Essentially, he takes his no son's head. He like bashes it through the street. What the fuck is Goes this? down into the subway, and he's like, "I'm going to teach you a lesson," and pulls his head up, and the subway car comes, and it just like they just split it. Like his head is just like, like going through the subway, just like like ripping people apart because you know they're superheroes they're like super fucking hard people so like he's invincible right so like <laughs> this train is just like running through these motherfuckers and he's just sitting there like and his son's just like ah, 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 after he just said like talking about I don't want to kill nobody like well yeah. guess what your forehead did like it's like I could have saved him no you couldn't and since you let me show you don't seem to get it I'm gonna show you you can't do shit I don't want you to do Nigga, you know how long I've been alive? <laughs> Your mom is a pet to me. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, whoa. My guy. Hey, yo. That's what he said, bro. What? Yes, yo. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You gotta watch this shit, yo. dog. That's out of control, man. Yeah. He looked at him dead in his eye and said, that shit. <laughs> I mean, like, yo, we live for, I'm like 50,000 years old, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your mom is, like, a fucking pet. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I fuck with y'all, though. This took, like, five seconds of my, of my life. Welcome to Dojo 1952. <laughs> yes. Incredible <laughs> intro. Omni-Man came through with the come through. This is episode eight. Here we have Trent, Tahir, Brandon. If you guys want to introduce yourselves, you know, share your little, your, your social media, whatever you want. Mr. Nice Locks, Mr. Fit Locks, at I'm just Tahir, probably Melancholy Jones, Motherfucker Jones, uh, Mr. Home Wrecker, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, no, to... Demolition Man. That's what <laughs> Demolition it was. Demolition Man, because it was wrecking homes all summer. That's what it was. Hey yo, wait. So you're you got like the the blonde joint, you Wesley Snipes? 
I mean, you I, was, I, was, I was about to order some, you know, uh, hairpin wax. Go, yeah, go blonde. You might as well. Future shit. Yeah. I feel it. Uh, hi. <laughs> My name is Trent Day Hall. Uh, also known as Wolf. Um, my, where are my, oh, social media tag. I think almost everything is Lone Wolf 8998. And then for my professional stuff, which I'm Trent today. I'm not professional Trent. Um, but if you're interested in that, that is, uh, empathetic spelled with a three L or empathetic spelled with three Wolf Twitter or IG. I can't remember. Yeah. I have a puppy. <laughs> a puppy. Hello, everybody. My name is Brandon Monroe. I am the owner director of Nebula Dust Network. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Nebula Dust Network, <laughs> Nebula Collective without the E, and underscore Nebula Dust underscore. All of those are my Instagrams. I do art. Um, I have a podcast and. I have a personal Instagram, of course, like everybody else. Um, I have a Twitter, Nebulous, Nebula Dust Network, N-T-W-R-K. Um, you can follow me there as well. All this shit will be in the description. All maybe, of it. Maybe, maybe some links. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it's a lot to remember, so. <laughs> just, just remember, I'm Brandon. Brandon That's Monroe. That's part. That That's Brandon, and we his niggas. Brandon Don. I keep trying yes, to slip from the bottle. <laughs> keep forgetting, not, but I've already professed it. I'm not a professional friend tonight. Yeah, I, I brought the demons in. <laughs> they live here, though. <laughs> they live here. Yeah, they reside within. How's everybody feeling? How's how's everybody been? Like we all haven't like hung out the three of us in mad fucking long. Hell yeah! Not with just us three. Mm-hmm. There's always something going on, or us having to do something. True, true. I'm good. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> let Brandon go first, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm in this interesting stage. I feel like in my life where I'm re-refining myself after you know catalyst things change happen and shit like that, and you just gotta get used to what is the new norm because niggas can't go backwards. So I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like genuinely at in the present moment, I'm good. I'm tired, physically, and just like kind of like you know all around, but like a good tired, because niggas is working, working. niggas is doing, right? producing, showing my work. You feel me? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I am all over the place, but like we've landed on a good day. Mm-mm-mm-mm, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going through some transitions right now, trying to recalibrate, you know, my whole life based off of resource management, relationship management, um, communication, calibrating off of all of those things, trying to make sure that, you know, I don't end up homeless or poor, like straight up broke, um, or exhausting any funds that, you know, I've saved. So, you know, I'm just in a, in a transition. Um, all of the growing pains that come with that. My Dogecoin is like out of control. I <laughs> I placed a lot of a lot of sell market orders. That was pretty cool today. I did some talking to people about it and taught them how to like how to take advantage of like 
super, super, super quick dips on volatile cryptocurrency. So that was interesting when I was explaining it to somebody. I was like, dang, six months ago, I would have been like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, but now I've like gained a little bit of fluidity in how to talk about it, which I find kind of cool. And I have a tiny bit of money to like move around. And I think I've made about like a good little $180 off of a week of doing market orders. So that's been pretty cool to learn. Um, and really rewarding, to be honest. So, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh yeah, I broke a record today. 20 miles an hour. Tw yeah, 20.11 20 miles an hour for 10 and a half miles. My legs hurt. An absolute unit of a comparison. <laughs> on the Merida Reacto. <laughs> An absolute weapon on the track. That's what's How up. you doing, T? Um, I am in a holding pattern more than anything, which is interesting because I feel like a lot of people, you two included, around me are very much going through a lot of transition right now. My best friend is moving out of New two of my best friends are moving out of New Jersey to California in like two weeks. My mom and my entire family is also moving out of New Jersey in like what three that? weeks. Really? So, yeah, they're moving to Farmville, Virginia. Right, it's like it's basically the same distance. It's like two and a half hours, three hours. Better drive versus right. like three hours. Um, but yeah, they got some land and a house, and I know my mom's really happy about it. They're really happy to be getting out of where they were, so that's cool. Um, but I'm really just waiting on a couple of things that I'm still just going to continue to even not say nothing about until it's it's here because it's mm -hmm. just you know safe thing to do. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of waiting, a lot of shit being. I've gotten very used to to things not happening when, like, society says it's supposed to. Like, oh, this bill was supposed to get paid on this day. Well, I don't have it right now. I'm gonna have it for you in the foreseeable future. But like, I'm not gonna stress myself about it because you're trying to make me feel stressed about it. It's not gonna help anything. I'm just gonna break right. something in my house. Like, let right. me not do that. My aunt always told me. Worry about your food and your roof. Right, like my rent's paid on time. And you've got food. And yeah, so and I'm chilling. you know that I have food. <laughs> and I'm right down the street. So it's like, bam, boom, bam. So, Bro, that's a grocery store right, right there, my nigga. This oh, is yeah. You can strap up whatever, for real. <laughs> if it gets that bad. <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. Like, I have, and at this point, I'm, I'm chilling. So I'm like, I'm never, I'm not stressed no more. And I can see it. I'm like, I'm so close. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm I say being it is. I'm chilling. Hmm. Focus and rooted. I've been um, putting that on my socials intentionally as like a um, form of discipline and ritual to try to get myself into something that I'm intentionally putting energy into that I consistently do. And it's something small that is easy, but it helps train my brain into doing something consistently and not feeling like it's a chore or feeling weird. And I actually have found that it's helped me maintain some other discipline and ritual and order in my life. Like, it's funny, I'm drinking wine right now, but I, I like haven't, like since we started training and shit, bro, I haven't drank anything besides water. Like I miss candy for real. I had an edible that had like some like extra ass sugar in it but like that was about it but like I feel a lot better I feel like that mentality that I chose to to follow like shifted things for me 
within this transition period that we're all in. And it was something super small and simple. Probably don't make sense to a lot of people and shit. But like it was something that I needed to do in order to train and rewire my own neural pathways to do something differently than I'd been doing before. That's interesting. I've had the that same sort of retraining for myself in terms of like communication. I had like one of my friends was telling me about something that happened and I was like, why, why would you even do that? Like, <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. And so I'm here getting like more and more like, what is, why would you do that? Like to my friend and she eventually tells me a, a part of the story that's like imperative to why she did what she did. And, like, she told me, and, like, I was just like, oh, like, I, I now understand why you did what you did, so, like, I, I'm not pissed off anymore. Like, and I had to really, in some part of myself, not really dig, but be aware of the fact that it's like, yo, like, rewire your emotions, because you, you truly felt like that based off of what this person was saying, and you really had a, a perception of them based off of what they gave you, which whatever like they gave you that so like that's what it is um it's their responsibility to give you what it is that they are they are or what happened to them um so once she told me everything and i was just like oh oh that makes so much sense like and so then i had to make sure i was like remember how this feels like i i mm. you told me something and i i ended up changing my perception of how you felt or how who you were based off of something that you told me which is why it's really important to tell people details and context, yeah. yeah and I just it was a really cool learning experience for both of us because I had to learn and then she understood people can change their perception and not feel one way about your whole entire existence from back to forth top to bottom and it was it happened in a moment right all it took was one or well both of you but at least one person initiating and then the other person reciprocating a need to be like yo I just want to know why like can you help me understand because mm-hmm. it could have been easy for you by your fuck you fucking stupid mm. or for her to be like nigga no right um and i think a lot of people do take that route it might not be that visceral in the way i just said it but a lot of people are like oh, why get the fuck out of my face i ain't telling you shit right mm-hmm. i don't know nigga like i don't know why i did it how about uh-huh. that <laughs> right yeah and those are the moments where people i think most people just don't know how to choose trust in those moments, because that's all they it is. violence. It's like, <laughs> it's like cause people always are like, oh, you gotta earn trust. This, this. You really don't. <laughs> you really don't have to earn trust at all. It's a decision made by the person that you're asking to trust you in whatever way you're asking them to do it. And, like, I can go back and forth with that as quickly and as many times as I wish based on whatever you tell me, for real, for real. But, like, I don't know, people just can't confront things. It's weird. That trust aspect that you're talking about. I feel like I've had mad different iterations with trust. Like, I didn't trust anybody because of how I was treated. And then I felt I had to act a certain way. And then going on the other side of the pendulum. And then being in the middle of the pendulum. And just like swinging back and forth. Literally trying to have this complex ass understanding of what trust actually fucking means. And why I feel so vulnerable nervous when people act like they care about me because of that component where i have to trust them now and that's why i wanted to put it on 
that itself because I was once upon a time one of those people that's like, nah, you need to earn my trust. But ultimately, it's something that you extend outwardly from yourself. And so if you don't trust fully yourself, right, you don't trust yourself to be able to maintain, understand, not complicate a relationship, whatever that person does, because it's not on you. It's, that's them. If you trust that no matter what, you can handle your own and you can handle any situation, it doesn't matter. You can trust that person. And if they do you wrong, you know what? That's fucked up that you decided to do that. That's on you. That ain't on me. I'm going to keep it moving. Unfortunately, that's not how shit works for a lot of us because of how we were treated in our lives, experiences that we had. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. So I fucking hate when I feel like I give my all and I am met with um, mistrust or just weird energy and shit like that where people like are playing the 50. Mm -hmm. And so I can't, even though I know all this, I'm saying all this information in the moment doesn't fucking matter. It does matter, but it doesn't. I'm still falling trapped to what has inherently been my reality. And my reality has been that people have abused trust. Not that they didn't earn it. They abused it. Because outwardly, when you're younger, you just, yo, I love everybody. I'm happy as shit. Yo, I trust you. Yes. And then people, like, manipulate that shit. And unfortunately, a lot of people, these people that we were just talking about, ourselves included, don't see how that manipulation trickles into every facet of your life i have abandonment issues because of the trust dynamic in my life i didn't even realize that shit until like actually realize that shit until like three months ago bro like dead ass yo i didn't realize it till like literally two weeks ago i was like i was like yo girlfriend almost walked out the house i almost started crying (laughs) like i was like yo this is gonna stop every time you do this i'm freaking out this is literally your bone right Dog's a fucking photocopy of me. He's a, he's a dart. <laughs> a really sensitive dart who's just hungry all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Am I wrong? Sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> crying weird. on the bike and shit. Like, that mouse come on, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, nigga, come on, yo. Like, you working out. Get it together. Yo, that's lit, though. Crying and working out. I ain't gonna lie. There's only Demon a couple songs. Burning hell of calories, dog. Demon Slayer made me cry a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. I, to- I told you I said don't cry, bro. <laughs> I said don't cry when you were at that fucking movie theater, man. My mom almost cried. It's trippy as fuck, bro. And see, what's crazy is, like, I knew that shit was sad as fuck. I, I knew it. I read it before. Like, I didn't prepare your body. Nope. That's like how Invincible was. I knew exactly what he was gonna do. And I saw it, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, why is this happening right now? Why are they making me watch this? The whole time you chose that shit. I don't even run that back. Damn, you see that skull? Like, dog, I feel like you didn't finish saying what you were saying about the um abandonment issues. Because you you said you you basically just said you were like, um, I realized I had abandonment issues like two weeks ago. Girlfriend walked out and started crying. But I feel like there was more in connection to that discovery. Um, like two weeks ago of like so what does that mean for you because I for me when I when I that shit meant hella revelations I was like oh shit fuck oh so like well, when yeah, you realizing you have abandonment issues what did that mean to you well first of all it was about like you know the whole recalibration of relationships that I was talking about earlier like gotta figure out what's like going on when when we've been living together for four and a half years and like 
I'm changing my career and I'm not sure where I'm going to live because I don't know where I'm going to work. I don't have a car and I need to bike everywhere. So like I I can't I can't sign on top of the fact that just you know, four and a half years on top of a quarantine, it would be nice to just like live apart for a little bit. <laughs> like honestly, um, you should consider it too if you're in a relationship. It's healthy, and it doesn't mean you have to be over. It just means you have to get some space for yourself. It's really not a big deal. But um, communicate. Don't forget to communicate. Yeah, communicate. Obviously, be on the same page with everything, which is always good, even if it is about to end. Like you want a friend, so do that anyway. Um, but you Abandonment know, issues. It just turned into like. Like, damn, like, I'm not going to be in the same space as this person. And, like, being in the same space, like, you know, there's a whole lot of assumed things because you're in the same space. Like, you can't even get away with doing fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you leave for a certain amount of time, the person's like, yo, this sucks. Like, <laughs> where was you at? So, you know, it's, also, it's like proof of a level of trust, which is kind of cool. And then it helps both people grow which I think is also kind of cool but um you know because my dad didn't really like raise me because of situations with him and my mom and like how they were not like mature enough to like most people just like stand each other they weren't really compatible um to be totally honest people aren't compatible and then when they break up like it doesn't matter if you have kids you're not related to that person for real and even if you are like you don't really have to like them based off of that non-compatibility because that's just how things are sometimes so you know without saying too much like you know my dad always saw me i went went to visit him all the time i just love the fuck out my dad um but you know went to private school a lot of people had their parents so it wasn't really normal to like have divorced parents when you were super young a lot of kids (laughs) unfortunately actually went through that shit when they were like middle school because their parents i guess didn't realize it till later but like i'm happy i kind of went through it young now i'm talking about it but you know, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. So I just like have to prepare to like, you know, go into super safe mode, like super independent business mode and really just like give myself to myself in terms of Mm -hmm. what it is that I know I'm capable of and, you know, get through what the things that like you know i know are boundaries like my adhd the, the fact that i want to do 10 million things at once because everything gives me like life <laughs> so it's like it's hard to like draw and have a biking youtube and having a po- and have a podcast and then like edit the podcast and like take pictures for models and like take pictures for myself and then smoke a bunch of wheat like it's just <laughs> it's it's a whole lot like so i'm just trying to figure out how to balance all of these things and make sure that you know you should do an elimination diet Right, so of I don't like, things. So I don't like abandoning myself in the excitement of doing these things that I want to do, because um, that's also a thing that people do. They abandon themselves unknowingly, even though they have abandonment issues. So don't want to, don't want that to happen. So yeah, that's that's more so what I meant by that I realization. Dig. I can definitely dig. You got abandonment issues, my nigga? <laughs> 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 oh, God. We're rapping, I'm not sure. I've been... Mm. Ex- not exploring. It doesn't feel like the right word. But, for lack of a better one, exploring that possibility for the last, I don't know, six months or so, I guess. Because mm. there's, like... 
this is why like I say most of the time I run into a situation that makes me uncomfortable at this point in my life I decide to lean in more often than not and the handful of times last year that I was interested in pursuing I ran into those moments and like most of the time whatever person I'm around doesn't necessarily perceive what's happening with me where I'm like you're getting close to some shit that I don't necessarily know if I want you to be close to so yeah every single fucking time she'd be like what you doing nigga like where are you going <laughs> like I, I I see you I see it I see what's happening it's okay she called you out basically right and then extended the effort to like it's okay and then I'm still in this place of like and you it still happened how I expected it to Right. Yep. So yep. I'm just yep. confused. Surprise! Like, right. Yo, right here, bro. Bro, there's a, there's a certain point where you're like, if I know what's gonna happen, is it creating an issue? It's like, what's crazy is because I said to her more than once, like, I'm just trying to do shit a little different than I have before. Because there were multiple times where it's like, see, this is normally where I would bounce, or like, this is normally where I'm like, hmm. I'm gonna not give you this part of myself because, nah. But instead, I'm like, mm, let me continue to be open. Let me just let me let me try. Right, <laughs> and it's like, nah. Let me let me not do that. So it's just now, trying to understand. What in the fuck am I supposed to be doing? But also, I ain't, I ain't got time for this shit. No, how I'm. I, I'm I also in the midst of that whole explorative relationship have decided like I ain't getting mad no more. I'm getting money. I ain't got time for this. Yes. I'm like, getting that pyramid money mummy, nigga. Like every single time I got <laughs> upset or I caught myself with my feelings about it, I went and did something that made me more money. Or I went and spent money on on in like invested into my business. And that shit felt good. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is how I'm going to channel some of this energy now. Like, I get mad and get shit done. Like, when I moved last year, even though I also low-key went into a hypomanic episode, it was because my sister pissed me off, and I was like, I don't need to be here. I have, like, $3,000 in my account. I'm out. Right. <laughs> Drove down here, spent two weeks looking around for a crib, found one, went home for two weeks, packed up all my shit, and here we are nine months later? Yeah. So, then I'm only getting more solidified. So, I don't know. It's, I have been also looking at, like, the right way to utilize the energy that comes with me being angry. Yeah, y'all niggas be tripping on that anger <laughs> shit, bro. I mean, y'all do better. You wrong, you right. That's why I'm... I'm a very angry motherfucker. But <laughs> not very many people know that for a fucking reason. Y'all niggas know that shit. Y'all see me in some dark-ass spaces. Very rarely, but yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, that anger shit as black men, it is powerful, it is potent. But, unfortunately, we have been trained on a genetic level to only exhibit that emotion freely. And, like, that shit makes you raw. It's like yelling consistently. Yelling is good because you get your point across. If you keep doing it, your fucking vocal cords will be destroyed. You're fucking up your central nervous system, honestly. Like, there's this um, this Instagram account I follow, and it talks about the vagus nerve in your body. Oh, 
and how like it regulates literally everything. <laughs> as soon as you, Function. as soon as you fucking get stressed out, it's like <clears throat> your bowels get fucked up, which is like you know literally the processing of what creates who you are. Um, <laughs> your your heart rhythm gets messed up. Your blood pressure gets messed up. Like your fucking ability to heal gets all jacked up. Your ability to like like keep everything centered is everything gets messed up like stress is the craziest craziest fucking thing like over the past couple of years i've been more stressed out than i've ever been you know actually it's funny because i've also been more like accomplished than i've ever been but like i'm you know i'm thinning out funny on the, how that works right i'm thinning out on the top like corners of my hair and like i knew that that was happening a little bit before but that should definitely sped up <laughs> a little bit and i was like oh wow okay all right well time to go bald See how that goes. And it's not really that serious, but, like, you know, I'm just trying it out. Anyway, back to what we were talking mm-hmm. about. Not my bald-ass head. No, nah, we were talking about all that. All that shit's related. Talking about stress and anger and shit, and, like, a result of anger is niggas bald and, like, and niggas be bald and for real because they angry and don't recognize, like, bro, like, we can channel our anger into productive things. We really can. Especially y'all niggas. Like, the amount of visceral energy that comes with y'all being angry imagine if you applied that shit to something else mm-hmm. oh yeah what I've the fuck would happen bro like that yo working that's why this podcast is working now <laughs> right. and it wasn't for like six months out of the year like but like it's pra- it, it, like i was talking about that practice that ritual i know y'all know that but like right. in those moments Dude, not allowing right. yourself to skate when you're angry calling right. yourself out and shit like yo i shouldn't have did that shit man Right. I'm tripping. Give yourself consequence. Nobody has to know about that shit. If I tweak the fuck out, what's going to happen? Because, like, you're the only person that's going to change your own behavior, for real. <laughs> right. This might sound crazy, for real. But I deadass was like, bro, I'm not going to say what the thing was. But I was like, yo, if I do this thing again, like, I am not allowed to have sex. I, I can't pursue having sex with anybody. Right. I fucking did it. I held upheld that consequence, and guess what? I ain't do that shit no more. <laughs> Hell yeah, I I be doing that to myself with drinking. So I had oh, a, that's another one. That's I had a ridiculous like learning upbringing <laughs> on how to drink. Like it was just the worst fucking way to learn how to drink ever in mm-hmm. this whole world. State, private school would do that? No. Oh, it wasn't Penn private State, school. I didn't oh. even learn how to drink oh, in private right. school, bro. I learned how to drink when I got to Penn State in 2010. 2010, my nigga. Wildin', bro. Two years after we was number one. Yeah, you wildin'. And that's when I learned how to drink. I was in 11th, the end of 11th grade. It took me three years to it stop was? doing that shit, bro. Yeah, it was my mm. sophomore year. I started. That was your first time you drank too? No, the first time I drank, I was like 13. <laughs> I had uh, like a shot and a half of E&J with my brother. You beer bonged a what in your ass? That's crazy, Nigga. son. 13, <laughs> yo. So no, I'm I feel like we was being too serious. I had to bring some humor into it for a little bit. But I, 13, I think that was about the same age I, I had my first real alcoholic beverage. And I fucking got twisted off hypnotic, fell off a bunk bed, landed on a metal bottom piece of the bunk bed and bruised my ribs. And woke up in the morning, didn't even know. Just like, ah! And then my dad was like, yo, don't tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's terrible. Horrible parenting. I fucking, I think I was, first time I got drunk, it was off of like Jaeger Red Bull. And oh, um, no. That was, uh, was Halloween, was like 11th grade or 12th grade or something. Bro, I was trashed. 
I imagine that that is the when you like that concoction is what a manic depressant's brain chemistry is. Jaeger and Red Bull. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh lord. Huh. Bro, have you like yeah, you yeah. that was the first time you got twisted, right? You it felt was, crazy. Yeah, I felt insane. <laughs> I had yeah. like I could I could say whatever I wanted, but I was like awake as fuck. Start fucking yelling, smiling, then start crying for no reason. Like Start thinking about the girl in third grade. Oh, black god. Yeah. Awful, awful. oh my god, it was so much. It was ridiculous. It was so bad. I still can't drink um hypnotic to this day. If I smell it, I'll probably Earl. Oof. That and uh oh my god. Oh shit. Mitch Nops. Bro, I was about to say it and I literally got the sensation of throwing up. Soco. Southern Comfort. Ooh. Oh my god. Ooh. Ooh, Whoa, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just got chivers that look look, I got chills. Yeah, I hope when I said that. I can that, feel I it right here. Like I can literally feel it like <laughs> If you're a drinker in college, you know the the trials and tribulations of SoCo. Oh my God, I can't. Say, God. All right, I can't say it no the, more. Okay, so the when I did a power 15, 15 shots in fifteen minutes for my nigga's birthday. <laughs> Why would you what? do that? Because we you tried to die anything. for your nigga's birthday. That's so <laughs> counterproductive. <laughs> we didn't have any beer. We couldn't do a power hour. So the compromise was a power fifteen. I took twelve shots in fifteen minutes of Southern Comfort. Start seeing Yahweh and shit. <laughs> What's crazy is I didn't actually get like wild sick until I uh, drank a bunch of Jaeger. This was a different night. Uh. It was a bunch of Jaeger, some champagne, some fucking Smirnoff, I think it was, mixed with something else. Bro, I blacked out in the driveway and then woke up on the side of the house <laughs> and then blacked out again. And then woke up laying on the couch the next day. Everybody looking at me. Their, her, my friend's house that it was, her mom was looking at me stressed the fuck out because she was scared of my mom finding out that I got that fucked up in her house. Your mom was going to fight her and shit? She didn't, know what, fuck, on her, she didn't know what the fuck my mom was going to do. She was just afraid of my mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, rightfully so. But what was crazy was I went home and my mother had been out as well. My mother did not come home until 8 p.m. the following day. So I was, you know, laid up in my room hungry as fuck the entire time. But by the time (laughs) she got home, I had plenty of time to come up with a plausible reason why I was so fucked up. And ended up getting an escape. But at the same time, I was like, where the fuck have you been all day? Like, I've been dying. (laughs) (laughs) I could have died in here. I'm dying in this country-ass motherfucker. Yo. Imposter syndrome. Right? I was trying to find a way to segue. I feel like, well, well, we were talking about abandonment issues, trust, all that shit. So imposter syndrome, where you feel like you're not deserving, is connected to that because trust and everything else is extended outside of yourself. So if you feel like you don't deserve it, then you don't have that shit and you can't extend it outwardly. And then you project hate and all the other bullshit onto other people because you don't accept yourself. Now, that's going down real, real, real far. Imposter syndrome is like the upper echelon. It's where you've done a lot of the work. You're usually good at a craft, a skill, something. People acknowledge you as being the go-to for something. But because of your experiences, your past, maybe the relationships that you have currently or in the past, you don't believe that you're worthy of such praise or that you're actually that good. Imposter syndrome, essentially, you feeling like you're not supposed to be in that place. You're imitating someone. that, And people will tell you, no, you're amazing. You this, you're that. But you don't believe it. You don't feel it internally. The way that you walk through the world is hindered as a result of it. 
Mm. Imposter syndrome can be done. Can you can experience that within work, which I think a lot more people talk about it in the context of work. Yeah. But you can also have it in terms of just friendships and being a good human being. Right. Like, yo, I am a good human being. That I've had imposter syndrome literally about that simple fact of like, yo, I'm not a piece of shit for real. Right. Because of how I've been treated and shit. So it's like when you get into a field where it's like I've done all this work because I don't want to feel like how people made me feel. And then people start overtly telling you that they look up to you. You're amazing. You're this, you're that. And whatever field or whatever relationship, it feels fucking weird. And it makes it feel like you don't deserve it and that you have to push back against it. Which, remember, Lori made me fucking deal with that pushback shit, pushing back against compliments. Mm -hmm. That was like the way, way, way beginning phase of just recognizing that. Right. But like even now, imposter syndrome is still something I battle with where I might not deflect things. But my self-talk is like, why the fuck do people think that like I'm any better than them? All I'm doing is saying what's real. And if they would say what's real, they would be where I'm at. That part. That that fucking part. But it, that that's People imposter syndrome smart. though. That's the imposter syndrome. Right. I'm minimizing my experiences. Intelligence and ability exactly. To like literally neurologically connect things that like people can't put that shit together, man. Like that's why you're paid to do that. Like I I feel like up until I applied for High Street, there I said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's like fuck. <laughs> up until I applied for High Street and started working for them, I um. <laughs> okay, I'm a public affairs. I'm a I'm a governmental affairs consultant for a lobby all right, I'm a CIA agent. All right, <laughs> a lobbying firm called High Street Strategies. I'm coming out and saying it right now. Um, they followed me on Twitter, so I was just like, all right, all right, like this is cool, whatever, I don't care. Um, so essentially, you know, I applied to work there and I got the job um, through a connection, and no, that wasn't mine. you know, like most people do, and I, you know, I've had to. In the interview, I had two interview processes. I had to prove myself and get over these weird humps. Hey, uh, yeah. Damn. Oh, Yo, shit, dodged bro. a fucking laser. Bro, this nigga ran into a glass. Almost. Bro. Like, dodged a glass door. <laughs> Yo, dodged to something that was <laughs> Oh, shit. You look legitimately <laughs> shook though when I look at you like, oh. like this wasn't supposed to be here. Oh, I walked into this bitch more than once. Got hey, everybody yo. in this house. It's gotten me and both the cats more than once. That's hilarious. Oh my god, that was bad. Uh, you- That's the first time I like turned and saw that it was there before I walked into it. Again. Oh damn! Saw your own eyes <laughs> looking back and shit. The fear in your own eyes and shit. <laughs> I saw oh my god! Like, That's not empty space. What the fuck? So, yes, I, uh, what I had to do, what I had to do, I had a, I had a couple of interviews and like, they were like, so if you get rejected on an ask, like, how are you going to deal with that? And I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect this kind of question <laughs> in an interview. Like, <clears throat> like, what's your biggest weakness? Like, what do you think your strengths are? No, what strength was like, do you bring to the right, team? They were like, yeah, so, uh, in this predicament, how are you going to deal with this? And I was like, oh, this is like. I'm going to be doing business. And so that was a hump. Mm-hmm. And then like working from home and having all these weird little anxious triggers at home, that was a hump. And then being like, yo, like literally myself being like, yo, yo, stop, stop bitching and go call people. And like whatever anxiety you think you have is just you being scared. And like, mm-hmm. that was a very clear 
delineation that I made and learned over the past six months was like fear and anxiety. Like everybody wants to say that they're anxious nowadays because like it's literally monetizable. Like anxiety is monetizable. Like you can be like, like literally those apps that are like calm, do this, and it's like somebody like an animated thing that's made in like C four D, like cutting a a piece of sand or like a pendulum going back and forth or like an animated water thing like that's all anxiety is just monetizable and and that's specifically the direct way that it is and so essentially i just i had to learn the differentiation between fear and anxiety and like i noticed like yeah there's some anxiety that comes with fear but most of the time you're just scared to do something and like that's something that is overcomable that is something that you can like literally teach your brain to stop using that muscle to defend yourself so that you can get on with your fucking life like to be totally honest like um a lot of the times i was met with people with attitudes but people are stressed out at work so you just got to understand they don't want to talk to a lobbyist about legislation when they have 16 orders like 16 tickets running and then they have somebody asking them a question and an employee asking them about their payroll while it's busy like (laughs) nobody wants to talk to me right now so like it's just about it's just about understanding where people are coming from when they respond to you in certain ways and just letting it roll off your back because they don't know who you are and like working in retail at the dispensary really helped me with that um but to be totally honest like the stakes are really fucking high with like lobbying like you're trying to help a whole lot of people you're trying to push things through and if you can get a representative to understand that a business wants something to happen a business which is something that is the main source of their tax revenue and like the main source of how people in their district are happy then you know you're really going to want to use businesses to influence senators to do things and if you flop on that call that's one less business that that senator could have changed their mind on and that one vote could have changed a whole an entire um an entire bill that could have helped out the whole state so sometimes i'm sitting there with my phone in my hand like the whole state relies on me right now for what it is that needs to happen and like when you know you have that weird little i'm not worthy imposter syndrome you gotta be like shut the fuck up bro like (laughs) like literally somebody hired you and trusted you enough to like put the stakes of what people get in terms of resources in the stakes in the state in your hands so like that was a really cool um, thing to learn about working with High Street and like, um, you know, just like learning business. Like I'm still getting used to doing things and communicating with people and following directions and communicating through those directions um, if they're unclear sometimes because mm-hmm. everybody's just doing 10 things at once and people are stressed out while they're doing that. So like, you know, things come across a little unclear sometimes so we just got to check up. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just a very much like harness all of your skills to make sure everything's okay um and that's kind of how i squashed my own like i don't want to apply like i don't want to do this i don't feel like doing that like blah 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 so yeah that's how it i dealt with it imposter syndrome yeah it's consistent it's a consistent thing definitely consistent what about you fam so when I was thinking about it, when I texted you, it actually was not, uh, I was, wasn't thinking about it for me, because I don't, anytime I've experienced that, this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the pod, when I'm like, I say be and it is, because if I 
it had taken a little bit of time. There are moments where I question why. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think I'm going to shit all the way around. Word. And that's where I get frustrated sometimes where it seems like reality is not matching up with that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I only say that to say I don't think I'm the shit just because I think I'm the shit. I think I'm the shit because I've been told that since I was a jit. Like, <laughs> by everybody around me. Adults, my parents, my friends, even now. Like, people I don't know that well out of the fucking blue just saying things like, you know You're going to retire at 45. That part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's based off of being at work. Somebody just, why well, sitting there doing something? You know, T, I see you retiring early. Huh? I, we were not engaged in conversation. I was just standing there. He came out the blue with this. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the types that, like, we all are like, yeah, like, you cool as fuck. Like, you really know what you talk about when you talk, when you open your mouth. Having people just look at me, he's like, you glow. Again, out the blue. I'm not engaged in conversation when they say this. So I'm like, I'm not sure what it is y'all see, but I've, <laughs> I'm not going to question it at this point. I've, I've given up doing that. I stopped doing that when I got to go to Penn State for free. When this, when the move to Maryland went off exactly how I drew it up, I didn't have to do anything except wait. Like again, I can't stress enough. I manifestation is not something that I came to understand very much until recently. But even the maniac that's running around with a spring in her mouth right now, I manifested her. You don't have to understand manifestation to actually make it happen, and that's a big point of why I think people manifest fucked up shit in their life. Because mm-hmm. all I said, what I wrote down in my phone at the beginning of 2019 was I was going to get, start getting up by 9am every day because it was late enough. Ritual and discipline. Right. Like, I'm just like, I got to a point where I'm, I don't really want to sleep until 10, 11am. I feel like too much of my day is gone. I don't like being up super early either though, so I'm not the, oh, I'm going to get up at 5am. There's no fucking reason for me to be up at 5am. I don't, no. No, I'm still up at 5 a.m. I have not went to sleep That's yet. why I'm like, if I'm awake at 4 or 5 in the morning, it's because I haven't gone to sleep yet. Not because I'm I'm getting up to start my day. Facts. So I put down 9 a.m. And then the, the week lockdown starts in New Jersey. I'm outside my boy's crib. We're sitting in my car. Kitten emerges from the darkness just yelling for fucking help. And I think it's one of the cats from his house maybe got out. He's like, no, I don't know who that is. Get out the car. Her head snaps up now. <laughs> like the same kissing that I did like she just looked up and ran over to me and then now I year over a year later she's still here yeah you want the energy girl yeah girl yeah go ahead and put your energy into it but um hey, yo. <laughs> just like that whole and just what was it even with when um unemployment started coming in I was like I need to be getting from I was personal training at the time and I was on my way so I was gonna be making seven fifty eight hundred dollars a week like I needed to Mm-hmm. Unemployment came in. That's exactly what I was getting. Eight hundred dollars a week. I'm like, okay, cool. Was able to do some stuff that I wanted to save up what I needed to, and get the fuck on with my life. And it's just say that to say when you really just I and I found that even just with working out, when you set an intention and you know you're gonna do the work, just put it in the universe and put it out of your mind, and then just go to work on it. It's gonna come up. You're not, you're not, you're not going to know when, and you're going to be much more prepared than you expect. 
one of my friends is dealing with that right now with her move and that like all the work <laughs> has been done it's paying off all you gotta do is wait and I think that's the scariest place to be because it's like what am I what am I supposed to do we're so used to okay I'm supposed to be doing something what am I supposed to do nothing and you can also fuck up yeah if you, you can if, fuck your if shit you up. do the wrong thing mm-hmm. you you gonna fuck it up and again so just sit still just inaction sit still. is no act wait inaction is like the action of non-action way there we go Taoism oh my god Taoism is amazing Winnie the Pooh is amazing that too <laughs> he's a Taoist yeah that's why I said that <laughs> he's the best he's the the mecca of them then they get, get stuck in a tree and be like oh it's cool at least I have honey <laughs> hey, it's cool I'm just gonna hang out in the tree today you know I got, a, I got all my a friends can walk past and talk to me <laughs> right I got a great view that I've never seen before. I don't gotta use my legs today. Right. <laughs> that's some poop <laughs> shit. <laughs> but no, for real though, that's important. Like, not even just that concept or religious or mindset, but like literally being able to shift intentionally where you're at and how you're perceiving things. Like having the power to do that yourself, not allowing people or things to only have that power over you. Someone says some shit, some shit goes down. Now you're pissed off, you're angry, you're anxious, you're this, you're that. Being able to practice, like, how can I alter my own state of being? Even if it's like, like, I found out how I can do it is breathing. Dead ass. Like, two, two deep breaths in through my nose, and I blow literally everything out of my lungs. Everything. To the point where it's like my whole body is like collapsed. And I imagine that I'm breathing in all the positive energy that the earth inherently has and all the negative shit that don't need to be in my body is being pushed out. I swear to God, it actually alters my state of mind. I'm also probably high because of oxygen deprivation. It's like not playing. But no. (laughs) But seriously, though, it does actually alter your state. Breathing exercises are in a lot of ancient texts for a reason because they can alter your state. There's a lot of shit that you can do intentionally to alter or pay attention to how you're feeling. When you're angry, right? You know it's bubbling up. What do you do? You let that shit happen? Or you do develop or do you develop certain patterns, certain tells that you can do for yourself to recognize where you're at, how angry you're getting, how you can shift yourself out of that, like uh decelerate. Mm-hmm. I used to hit stuff a lot. I don't do that anymore. I mean I did the other night, but like it had been a long time since I hit something. Like, a long time. And there had been multiple times where I had, like, went, like, there's, like, a, a switch in my brain where it's, like, do it, and it just happens. But, like, <laughs> I'm know, sorry, I just imagined it, you hitting like, your own switch. Like, a, a tiny Brandon. Like, in your head, like, do it! <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and me just being, like, and that you just go, ah! And I just, like, hit something. Um, but, you. like, I've been practicing... Right before it happens, using the strength to take that Brandon and hold him and be like, don't hit that switch, nigga. Like, don't do it, please. Um, that sounds... I like, like that imagery. It's like, hard take to... Take that Brandon and hold him. Like, holding yourself for real. Like, yo, being kind to yourself for real. Hell yeah. I got and you, my nigga. It's like, <laughs> I got yo, me, my nigga. Like, chill out. Like, don't do that. Don't hit the switch because the outside Brandon's going to freak out. So, there's three Brandons here. Um, He's about to blow. <laughs> so, like, that's... Yeah, it, that's one thing, and then, like, for me, it's not really... It is breathing in the moment when I'm having, like, literally an anxiety attack, but um, more so when I when I bike, I have to breathe. There's, like, 
I learned that more so any, than anything today. It like it literally earned me a record that I haven't beaten um, since I started biking. Uh, so essentially, that was that was really cool, and it's just like the energy, the ability to even get that angry just like goes away. Like like I've far, I've harnessed that and put it into something and can see it through. Uh, brain chemistry and also through just literally numbers like the numbers change and it's super fucking cool to see it's fucking cardio I'm telling you that shit is terrible like trying to see gains off cardio Ugh. nigga there's no such thing as gains off cardio you right? lose you lose off cardio that's right. all that happens you lose calories weight <laughs> water sanity <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love Today, cardio I was not sane there was like a good, <laughs> a good mile and a half where I was just like <laughs> like shaky ass vision like I'm gonna black out I'm gonna black out just keep going if you black out you'll just wake up it's, it's okay it's not a lot of traffic out here like <laughs> I'll be like that with the, in the gym I that shit so bad yo I'm like these niggas is here I'll be alright Yo, you good, yo? Nah, but if I pass out, you wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to let this weight fall on my neck, right? See, and then I'll be in that bitch by myself, fucking 300 pounds on my back. Deacon, oh, you've been doing this. You're not new to this. You're true to this. That's what I tell myself. You know what weight can fall on my neck, though? Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> the best way. <laughs> She is a very, very attractive young lady. And she makes great music. Yeah. Like, I you know what's weird? Really I haven't listened really to really any of her music for real. I might have to like check that out. I actually, yeah. Like, well, so, them. It's two people. Right. And I think, I do believe at some point they're going to um, go and do their own separate things. Because part of, part of what's happening with, uh, which is them having separate Instagrams. I'm a resident, resident Chloe stan. So this is our, our Chloe Bailey update. Every time I'm on the pod, you're going to get one. He lives there. Um, He's a resident. So she, she drops, you know, different production stuff that she's doing. So she's trying to branch out and do that. And she'll just sit there and fuck around and make shit and, you know, just, just doing her shit. So I think that's really, really cool because also the little bits that she's dropped, they, they sound good. Like, she's fucking, she's not just gorgeous. She is really good at what she does. And it's funny because I definitely did stumble upon them on Twitter. And I'm just like, she thick as a bitch. What the fuck? She's fine as fuck. And then decided I was going to stand just off the strength. And then I heard the music. And then I saw Grownish, which also is meh in terms of a show, for being completely honest. But Chloe's on it, so watch <laughs> Grownish. Um, yeah, but the music is really, really good. Ungodly Hour is a great album. Um, they they sing like fucking angels. It's crazy because they just harmonize so fucking well. It's yeah, it's nuts. Strongly, strongly, uh, strongly endorsed. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, Very nice. Whenever I like. Whenever we're at work and you show me a fucking picture of her, I like, dude, I'd be like, what? Right, like, what? Ooh, man, whoa, 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 They where said am I? the where perfect I? woman doesn't exist. Well, then explain this. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> explain Facts, this bro. shit. Nah, she probably, she might be crazy, bro. Okay. I'm here for it. I, I think she's the exact kind. She seems very emotional. That's the real conversation. Because we've all been there with one female that we said that. And now we can say right now, definitively. Why the I fuck did that. I fuck with her? <laughs> like, before right. you were like, yo, I don't care that she's Dude, crazy, I've my G. Like, yo. Okay. <laughs> Bruh. Don't even get me started. No, I'm not even, look. Yeah, no, nah, we're not going to even Dude, go down that path, bro. I had one that was like, like, yo, like, fucking 
week of fucking, and it's like, wait a minute, that won't worth it. Like, dude, like, why are you at? Yo, why are you at like this? Like, I should lie. It's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. See, I'm emotional, so like, I don't. If she emotional, it doesn't. No, we not. We talking about being like girls get digmatized and start doing fuck shit. Not, not emotional. Talk about you cough. Oh, so you fucking them other bitches now? Like, what are you? What? I just sneezed, bro. Like, that's that's the shit that happens. You give someone some shit they ain't never had so, before and they lose their damn mind same thing happens with dudes bro like i ain't gonna like we shout, gonna... shout out to my nigga the menace he was saying you gotta drop off you, you can only give like 60 percent dick because that be happening <laughs> hey mm-hmm. unless so you, you try yo you know what my mom actually ex-boyfriend said he was like <laughs> your mom's ex-boyfriend yeah, yeah. wild <laughs> segue son this nigga said if you lick her for you dicker, she gonna leave you for a bitch. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I know you just sit down in a chair like, <laughs> yo. what do you say to that? Like, yo, my nigga, like, I'm triggered. Like, what you dig my mom, bro. Like, right, what kind of 80s shit is this? Like, what are you talking about, Do you have bro? a Kango hat on and shit? What yeah, I'm pretty sure he owned a Kango hat. <laughs> yo, fucking I'm, Carlton. Oh but, like, God. I'm triggered, though, because, nigga, what? I have lost women to women. Mm, see, you was eating the box first too, wasn't you? It's a me. How can you not? Eat, how can you not eat the box first? I'm dude, like, yeah, for real. Like, like, I mean, fuck? I don't understand. But that's that is like it's triggering. Neither here nor there, but <laughs> jokes aside. No, what's worse is when every girl that you've dated gets married after you. Ooh, that shit feels that wild, my nigga. Yeah. Oh, you will. You I'm nigga. sure. Yeah. It's coming. I, okay, so like, <laughs> I've coming, been always on this like, oh, I'm not gonna have no kid. Like, all this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, yo, I seen, yo, bro, I seen this woman <clears throat> in NBA walking around with a basketball in her stomach. Some something dropped in my stomach. I was like, what is, what is that feeling? Go that start that, tingling and right, shit. Can that go away? Like, can that go away? Like, why am I feeling like this about this it's particular almost, person? I happen to be around all the time <laughs> it's almost like your dna wants to preserve itself because we're made for survival or something all right <laughs> nah nah man nah nah we're here to play instagram games and shit <laughs> but yo that shit hits you bro like when y'all when y'all get to 30 when y'all are 30 for real like it doesn't feel old it only feels old because people say like the number itself but your no. your brain literally you like literally like yo what the f- I was on some fuck shit like that's oh yeah that's it's like literally that's the only way I can like that that's what you was doing when you was young knocking bottles over for no reason and shit hey yo you right <laughs> but like even now maturation as we're getting older you start to feel it even when we were in college we used to talk about it I feel like we were a lot more mature than our peers but as black young men thirty. It's not an age that a lot of us get to, for real, unfortunately, in terms of where we're at in our life and being able to understand, perceive, and change and alter where we're at in our life and be proud of it. And so all that shit is cool with, like, yo, like, everybody should really 1,000% decide and dictate how they walk through the world. But also, there's a reason why everybody does certain shit. (laughs) And, like, you'll find your reason probably for it. You'll probably find your way there. It is also good, as us three, I know we're not conformers. We don't conform to shit for real. 
But y'all niggas is 1,000% gonna wanna have a kid. Y'all niggas is 1,000% gonna wanna get married at some point. And even if it doesn't happen, it's just literally the process of going through the world, going through life, and the shit is ghetto. When you really look at, when you're 30, you're like, bro, so wait a minute. If I'm actually alone for the rest of my life, this shit is corny, my nigga. Like, growing old, mm-hmm. you can only play the field for so long. And for men, we can do that shit a lot longer than women because, you know, we age a little bit more gracefully. We get distinguished and shit like that. Right. But, like, bro, that shit. I'm not trying to do that shit now. Eggs, bro. I have, I'm thinking about the, the fact that, like, breaking generational curses. I have people on both sides of my family. I'm not going to say any names. But it's like they're happy just being players. Like, dating someone for a little bit of time then breaking up with them then dating someone else then breaking up with them or not really ever being serious about any relationship and it's like yo y'all fucking 40 50 55 years old still doing this shit 55 no for real i'm 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 like i'm my uncles i know what you mean that's like one of my uncles the niggas that like they at uh corinthians right now yes like i don't like bro that's not it you know what i'm saying that's and that's what i mean and luther (laughs) <laughs> Yo, it's not it. And it's not in any way of like forcing shit and trying to make like, oh, I gotta find somebody. Cause that shit ain't it either. Right. But like listening to our genes, listening to the things that we need to actually make ourselves whole. And you put that thing about, you put the thing about partners, like you need a partner on like a while ago mm-hmm. on Instagram. I said no because of my definition of partner is different. But what you explained was true. And like I wanted to circle back. It's like that concept. So this will probably make more sense to you than it does for other people. But in terms of partnerships, it's all about literally the mutual exchange. Mutual exchange of energy, mutual exchange of frustration, mutual exchange of forgiveness. Like all of it. All mutual, right? And you have to want to actually do it. That's the problem. People don't want to do shit. They lazy as fuck, bro. They like the first sight of anything hard, fear, like you were talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Nah, it's some other issue. It's not that I'm scared. It's that all men ain't shit. It's that um, all women are gold diggers. Yeah. Even though I'm smoking black, like, blunts and fucking weed all the time. Bro. That was my issue for a little bit. It was like, I ain't making enough money. Nigga, you are. You just do a lift and using $20 to go get a blunt and then using $8 to go get a fucking pack of fucking uh, backwoods and then... Three of the backwoods don't work. You smoke two of them. <laughs> bro, stop. I'm got, triggered. I'm triggered right, right now, bro. Got, and now you got to go to the store and get a pack of two games to help smoke your friend up at night because he's stressed out and you both need to smoke. So it's like... This is why I just got some fucking glass and said fuck all that shit. Nigga, this is... Nah, but we... Glass No, I'm just talking work. about why... I'm talking about what is not good to do no, and it. how I ended up just dabbing and not combusting and not using nicotine no more and shit because... Like you saw what it was doing. Yeah, I saw like how you know there, or I was alive and fed, but like there's external effects of you can't even focus on like buying a couple stocks to see how that system even works. Like you're just so focused on like not being stressed, which you know mm-hmm. is a balance because you you know you end up in a stressful situation. But like yo, know, I'm telling you right now, nicotine. Like if you're on it already cut it down and it'll like help you out but like i wouldn't say cut it off until you're done dealing with your situation if we're being totally fucking honest because like that shit is really serious and like 
if we're talking right now, just based off of that logic, don't start if you become stressed. Try to find another way. Like, seriously. Like, the, the, the firm that I work for is trying to, like, take back, like, you know, and they're not connected to anything that I say in this podcast, but I will let you know what they're doing. They're trying to take back, like, you know, nicotine for kids and flavored tobacco and trying to keep get rid of that. So, you know, I was really happy to see what Biden was saying about, like, the menthol and shit and trying to get rid of that. So, just a long story short, just just don't do it. And be careful if you're going to stop doing it because it is a it is a drug and it does have effects when you stop. And I don't want anybody to get hurt because um, I did a couple times. So, yeah, nicotine's crazy. Didn't mean to make that a huge tangent. <laughs> I, feel strong. Good. I feel really strongly about nicotine. Um, I wish that to... So, native roots, tobacco is actually used for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, all the pesticides and shit that we put in it now and the way that it's produced and the way that it's used, which is smoking cigarettes as opposed to ritual, it like doesn't have the same effect that it's supposed to have, which is you're doing this rush. You're getting this rush because you're supposed to do something. You're actually trying to process or think of something like that aspect of trying to deal with stress is like more connected and rooted in that aspect than anything. It's like, yo, I'm trying to center myself. I'm trying to have oneness, Mm -hmm. but nothing is good if it's not done in moderation it don't matter what the fuck right. it is i will say it's a 99.5 percent drop like i don't i'm not zero all the way fuck this shit never again like you know what blind gets past my way and see <laughs> the, the leaf is dark skin i'm gonna be like let me get that like, i know that shit hit <laughs> right like yo give me that, that. I'll, I'll take care of myself in the morning i won't freak out tomorrow it's cool mm. just be aware that's a no nah, definitely i found that out the hard way as well Yo, so one thing that I, like, brought up when I was talking about that was, like, the inability, like, when you're addicted to something, the inability to focus on other things, like, creating, you know, like, figuring out systems and how they work, and, like, so just, like, kind of, I guess one of the, one of the final topics, I guess, we talk about is, like, personal, personal wealth and business growth, or just growth in general in a, in a tangible form. Like, I've noticed even, like, the plants in my house, there's some of them just don't grow that fast, like, at all. Like, but I've noticed the growth because I've had consistency in taking care of them, looking at them, trimming them, touching them, giving them, like, good energy in life. Um, and then I've noticed my stock's growing. I noticed the fact that business Me cards. Too. Like, the podcast <laughs> is doing a thing. I have two different sources of income on 1099s. Like, I think I showed you earlier shit's, like, happening. You know, niggas is growing. So, like, how are y'all... How are y'all manifesting that? Growth? This. I'll show you. I believe. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> believe, nigga. It, it, it was a one. It was, it was yeah. It, yesterday was eight. One eight. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, bro. You want to take a look at them? Yeah. Just scroll down. Um, But, like, I... I'm looking like, at Robin Hood, by the way, because y'all can't see what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I have that in Coinbase, but that's how I started to try to get to know money. I've had a really fucked up relationship with money growing up because I've been broke my entire life. Same and trying to understand any aspect of that has been uh yo it's been fucking traumatic for real it's the the best word i can put on it for real like like coming home from school and and someone telling you hey like there's there's a possibility that our stuff might be outside but i i need you to know everything's going to be okay and the only reason they're telling you that is because they really want you to understand that things are going to be okay, but you need to understand the reality of life. At fucking nine or eight, 
or seven. That shit changes how you view money and resources and services and all that other bullshit. And so it took a very long time for me to actually understand what is what healthy relationship can I have with money? Because I used to I fucking hated money, bro. I hated money. I hated that shit. I hated even the aspect of trying to learn or feed into a system that inherently was exploitative. That's that's how it felt to me because I lived it. I saw it consistently. What I also had multiple people tell me that I remember the first time someone told me this and I felt like I I apologize to the person who said this to me because it wasn't about you, but I was like, yo, when people say like, yo, money is uh what is it? What is it? it money comes to you because it's basically like um um oh, there's a certain phrase that they use and I can't think of it. It's same thing as like um manifesting money. But it's basically like, you know, like money is kind of like on the tongue. If you talk about money, if you believe in money, it comes to you. But if not, then it doesn't. But I'm like, yo, that's bullshit for real. Like, whatever, my nigga. You think my mom wanted money, no money to come to her for real <laughs> type shit? You know, so, like, that's where I was when I first heard that. Now, as I understand manifestation, right, the way that we're talking about it, the way that energy travels and how you can be very intentional about the energy that you put in things, I understand that, like, even from a literal sense, right? I decided to take a little bit of money and instead of having as much fun as I normally would to do things or de-stress myself, I decided, okay, I'm going to take $20 out of that, $60 out of that a week and literally just put it here. See what happens. Put it here. See what happens. My intention, the energy manifested the thing that we were just looking at now. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, because I decided to do that. Not that I was having sitting there having these ethereal ass thoughts and fucking money just popped up in my pocket. But like genuinely, when you start having those thought process, the manifestation is the fact that you've changed your behavior. Now you're going to do right. things that are going to make it come to you. Not the fact that it's just going to fucking drop down from the sky or whatever deity you believe in um, is going to just drop it in your hand. That shit irritates the fuck out of me when people are like, yo, God's going to make, like, give me money. <laughs> they talk like that. It yo, irritates the fuck out of me. There's two things, two things that like stuck out of my head. Um, for T answers that I, or before you go on, um, when when you said like you think my mom didn't want to like blah, blah blah like I actually see your mom was like hella successful like I'm like holy shit like she like really be hustling out here and then she told me about the but she told Zoe about the budget Nista thing mm-hmm. where like I was like oh she's looking at she look she's looking at it different like it's like I need to be broke by the end of the week so that I know I paid for everything mm-hmm. I know I paid for my groceries I know I paid for my weed I know I paid for my shit so I have to budget my weed I have to budget my groceries instead of budgeting my money all the time and then you start getting to a place of saving your money yep. and like just that I was like oh shit like that one little bit she gave me I was like damn and it's funny because you said like like your mom did manifest that shit she was like I do want money and it took her out of getting so young having a kid and then like her kid being successful and then seeing how you could do knowing i think seeing how you could do and knowing that that came from her helped her be more successful quicker um but then the other thing i forgot the other thing i was gonna say but like i really needed to get that one out because like i'm proud of your fucking mom bro like that's hold on i'm gonna show you first of all so um i gave my mom um stock tips she started putting money in this is hers look at that percentage Damn. Total. Sheesh. Yes. Yeah, she like, put, I think, like... Oh, the other thing I was going to say is turning turning money into some sort... Like, if once you have enough money, turning the money you have into a video game. That's the one thing that I've... It's like... 
even if that's not how you do it, it's no, like, I, it's a, I, I know it's what you're a saying. A way of shifting how you look at money, like so, a way of shifting how you look at stocks is like, I bought something. It's not like I have something and I lost money. It went up in value. And the more you think, oh, it went up in value, it went down in value, it keeps you from going crazy when it goes down in value. When it I, goes down in value, that's good. Buy the dip, nigga. I like, yo, bro, what? I can't wait for shit to go down in value, bro. So I'm like, yo, like, I'm a dumb. That this is hundred dollars. Time for me to be depressed. <laughs> that is a time for me to be like. And then shit like today happens, where Dogecoin goes to fifty eight cents. Right. Bro, we all living. It's a good day to be a Doge. I got. I gotta leave, man. I got a puppy at home. A Doge at home. Well, T, <laughs> how, T, how you man, how you manifesting before we. Uh, I've seen that shit too. I really want to know how you see it from yourself. I well, you started talking about it with the apartment and stuff too. So it's weird because like it's easy for me to talk about it in retrospect because I can see the shit after the fact. Um, sort of in some of the things that I've got working right now because that just goes back. So I put things in process much earlier than I get the payoff out. I literally forget about that shit. Like when I say like set an intention, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like doing shit in college and like, like when oh, I set an intention, when I say set an intention and forget about it, I'm dead ass. Like I'm like, oh shit, wait. Like when I was doing what I needed to do, I'm sitting there looking at it, I was like, oh shit, I'm qualified for this. I'm sitting there thinking like, am I actually put it to the side for a second, slept on it, woke up the next day, looked over, I'm like, right, I'm the shit. Send. <laughs> like and yeah. then it's just wait. So it's it's really just looking at what I want and beginning the thought process of how am I supposed to acquire this? How do people that have these things behave? What are the things that the people that have these things that I want, what are they doing? What are they thinking about? What are they looking at? I don't have enough capital at the moment to have invested mm-hmm. in the way that I want. But I engage in conversations with my friends that work for financial institutions. Like, I'm asking people is like hey i'm getting ready to rework my portfolio what are some of the things that you're looking at what are the companies that's why i pay so much attention to who owns what Mm -hmm. that's why i know that at&t owns hbo max owns warner media like time warner owns everything (laughs) at&t owns everything because at&t they bought time warner Warner now they yeah i didn't know that until recently like i thought it's like and also it's a lot of shit too it's fucking wild and it's it's crazy because people don't know that even if you just look at like people don't know that lipton is bottled by pepsi so anywhere that you Mm -hmm. see pepsi products we went to penn state you should be aware of that because Mm -hmm. you see pepsi products everywhere anything that you saw in the mix or anything on campus anything like that whatever they have a deal with them the nike gears they have a deal with them and these things are important to know because you want to know who's putting their money where. And this is and the same reason, reason why I won't do business with Bank of America because that Keystone Pipeline bullshit, among other things. But that was the one that like came into my consciousness at an age where I'm like, okay, cool. If I bank with you, you're using my money to make those investments. Right. No. Because while I'm not attaching my name to it, you're using my money to do it. And you're not going to tell me that you're using my money to do it because you're just going to move it around because it's all fucking numbers and shit and you're just going to put it back before I see anything. Right. Yeah. Or the money oh that you God, make Penn back State for it, you're insuring it. Exactly. It's technically it's not real anyway. None right. of it's fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on about that for another three hours. Right. Yeah. But and I got to go. Exactly. Y'all can keep going on for three hours though. I don't I don't feel any type of way. I feel like I, I feel like we definitely should do this more often. Like, yeah. have like one of these I feel like this we could just even just have 
young black male talk. Like, think of yeah, a catchy name Taylor for it or some here. shit. For real. <laughs> I'm trying to get Taylor up in here. Is he black? Yeah, he's a guy who lives down the oh, street. Oh, all right. Just making sure. It's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm joking. I'm literally joking. But, um, no, I really appreciate this also just because as young black men that are trying to come into our own, that don't have that, like? that super distinguished father figure in our lives, it's like, bro, like, we out this bitch floating for real. Like, Facts. and everyone oh. is looking for us <laughs> to provide and be a protector in terms of from societal standpoint especially within our community and it's important to be that and do that and lean into it and um hopefully we will find what we need which is um a girl with locks fat butt that part that part spiritual but when we were talking about the paternal shit earlier this is one of the last notes I want to make um, I was thinking about like for me a lot of that shit got kicked on in the two years that I was in New Jersey helping raise my niece because I was with her every fucking day for two years and then you know now I'm outside with her well, taking her to the park, just watching her play with other kids. I'm talking to parents. I'm sitting outside while she's running around. making. She makes a friend. Now I got to go over and talk to the parents. And I'm just like... And you're 1,000% in people's eyes a father. Like, even if you're not, they are seeing you as a single father. Like, to this... That's... People would assume that that, that I was her father. Like, they would see... She would run up to somebody. I'm walking up behind her. And, like, obviously, I'm not... My body language is I'm not worried about what she's doing, and I'm, you're not going to do nothing, so it's cool. Talk to the little girl. I'm walking up. He's like, oh, is that your dad? Now I'm, and she would be like, I'm Jean. I'm like, I, I'm her uncle. <laughs> I'm like, I, I understand she looks a little bit like me because me and my sister look a little bit alike. It's not mine, though. <laughs> but also the understanding of, like, this is something from when my, before my father went, before she got here. It could, she could just as easily be mine. Me and my sister ain't but a year and a half apart. Right. right. So, like, for me, in a lot of ways, and I've said it before, she is, is my first kid. Like, a lot of the things that I would have wanted to learn with mine, I got the opportunity to with her. Like, just understanding how I would want to react to them not doing something I want them, or doing something I don't want them to do. And, like, not acting off of that first. Like, either I'm angry or you just scared the shit out of me, whichever one it is. Because more often than not, our parents get upset and overreact because they're afraid. The child does something dangerous. They're not angry at the child. You just scared the shit out of them, and they don't know how to process that in a healthy way. Because when I saw her run out the back of the fucking house and un- no supervision while I'm trying to, like, clean my bomb where the fuck I was about to do, I was scared. <laughs> and, like, the, the reaction is scoop her up, run in the house, scream at her. You can't do that. Instead, scooped her up, ran in the house, put her down. Hey, um... Do you know why you can't do that? You you can't do that because no one's outside. You really scared me. Something something could happen. Explain to her and stressing, like, I'm I'm not upset with you. You just scared me. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't want you to get hurt or something bad to happen to you, so I need you to not do that. I never had that issue with her again. Any singular issue I had with my niece happened, like, once. And it was something that was frustrating watching some of the other adults in the house interact with her where I'm like, first of all, I came in two years late. Like, y'all had the preceding two years and however much time you've been here longer than me to figure out how to interact with people. Don't underestimate your skill level and, like, how much... 
I'm always going to come back to how much we learned communication-wise at Penn State. Not just oh, yeah. in Wink, but, like, people don't understand the world and other human beings the way that we do because of the experiences that we had. So, them two years when you, were th- when you weren't there, you were getting a crash course in communication and then went back and you're like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing out at this bitch? Like, for real. I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... But yeah, dude, that was a really full, really full. We putting a pin in this bitch. We coming back to this. Yeah, we definitely gotta come back to this conversation um, and the other things we wanted to talk about. Um, Why is your catch on? Yeah, I appreciate. (laughs) I appreciate everybody coming and listening Uh, once again. Episode eight (laughs) of Dojo ninety six fifty two. Trying to take my Um, (laughs) money. All of our socials will be in the bio uh, at anchor dot com. Sure, it shows up on i. I mean. Yeah, iTunes and Spotify as well. So, so yeah, thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs>